Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mocha Latte After Dark. I am your host, JJ Fitzgerald, and I'm so excited about today's episode. I have a very special guest. She was the VP of Tiffany Perfume and has designed scents for Burberry, Lancome, and Trish McAvoy, just to name a few. She can also add author to her CV with her book, The Power of Perfume. Please help me to welcome fragrance designer extraordinaire and scent whisperer, Sue Phillips. Hi, JJ. How nice to see you. Hi, great thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for customizing a scent for me. I actually recorded my first spray of it and my reaction, which we'll see later, but let's jump right into the interview. My first question is, who is Sue Phillips? Well, I'm uh, definitely, um, I would say what first comes to mind is a entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. I've been in the fragrance industry for many years. So I call myself a entrepreneur or centrepreneur. I prefer entrepreneur, the French uh, way. Um, I am a passionate lover of fragrance. I love to help people explore their sense of smell and their sense of identity through fragrance. Um, and so I was originally a singer and an actress and I came to America and I found my way in the fragrance world. So yes, I'm a passionate entrepreneur. You said when you came to America, so where are you from originally? Originally from South Africa. Okay. What prompted you to move to America? Well, I had always had wanderlust. I always wanted to explore other countries and I loved the idea of going to London to study acting. And I went to London and then I came to America. My brother was living in America and I just fell in love with the energy and the, the sort of opportunities that America afforded one. And um, I, because my brother was here, I thought that would be a really easy transition. So I came to New York and I've been here ever since. I've been here 44 years. I'm an American longer than I'm a South African. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, what was your first memory of the scent? I think, you know, it probably has to do with my mom. She would go out at night, she'd wear her fragrance and fragrance would linger in the air. And so when I was you know, going to sleep, I didn't feel that she had left me or abandoned me. Her fragrance was in the air, so it lingered. So it was a source of comfort to me. And I think that was my earliest memory mm. of fragrance. It's so sweet. What inspired you to get into the fragrance industry? Well, it was always quite by serendipity, actually. Um, I had, as I said, I wanted to be a singer and an actress. And I had come to New York and was working and looking to get into theater. Uh, but there are all kinds of regulations. And in order to become a member of the union, you have to apply. And so it was quite difficult. I uh, wasn't a member of the unions. So I went to a headhunter and explained who I was, what I did. And he said, uh, Sue, there are 20,000 out of work singers and actresses. We don't need another one. <laughs> and what else can you do? So I said, well, my mother said I should have something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. And I had done some executive uh, assistant and secretarial work. And he said, were you any good? And I said, yes. And that was the, the opportunity that led me into the cosmetic industry. I got a position at Elizabeth Arden uh, and then in training because I could stand up in front of people and speak. So they thought I'd be good in training people behind the counter. 
And that's really how I started in the cosmetics industry at Elizabeth Arden, um, national training director. I traveled around the country and you know, I had a little bit of obviously orientation beforehand and I had my training myself into the fragrance world. And then I traveled around the country doing training seminars for all the people behind the counter, showing them, inspiring them and motivating them and teaching them about the product knowledge for the fragrances that Elizabeth Arden was distributing. And they were Chloe and Lagerfeld and Burberry. And then from there, um, I was promoted into product development for color cosmetics and then into marketing. And then Lancome hired me as marketing, as marketing director for fragrance and men's skincare. I was there for four years and then Tiffany hired me as vice president of marketing and I developed the launch of Tiffany perfume. Now, would you say for someone who wanted to get into the industry now, would the way that you got into it, is it pretty much the same or is it very different? I think it's different. You know, even when I was at Tiffany, <clears throat> the whole MBA thing started to happen and companies wanted MBAs. They thought that that would really be important. And yes, it is important, but um, I think, I think, it's a little more difficult these days. I think it's much more competitive. It's much more uh, difficult to be such an entrepreneur in a corporate world, except um, as the niche category is getting bigger and bigger. So from that standpoint, it's easy to get into the business if you have your own line, your own brand, your own website. So digital marketing and digital has taken over a lot from where it used to be. Now, I understand you aren't a perfumer, but could you give us some insight about what they do exactly? So to be called a perfumer means you have to understand and study how ingredients work together. And so you have to study organic chemistry. So that's understanding which ingredients will work together. And perfumery is both an art and a science. So the science aspect is understanding, you know, which ingredients go together to form something wonderful. The artistic aspect is knowing how to position it and how to make something beautiful. Right. And so I am not a perfumer. I never studied organic chemistry, but I have a very good understanding of the creativity of the aspect of fragrance. If you want something uplifting and wonderful and sensual and something that's going to make you feel happy and feel confident and feel uplifted. Well, those words tell me that the fragrance that you want is something light and bright and citrusy and sparkling and fresh and energizing. If you say to me, oh, I want to smell sexy and sensual and alluring and sophisticated. Well, those tell me something else that tells me you might want something a little spicy and a little sophisticated which is amber and woodsy and musky and then of course flowers to make you feel very feminine girly girly so there are certain clues in the vocabulary which help perfumers understand which ingredients to put together to convey the ultimate um, objective and feeling and emotion that makes sense now recently you've been making waves with your scent therapy for those who lost their sense of smell after contracting COVID. You've appeared on Inside Edition, you've been on NBC, ABC, Fox, CBS, as well as many other media outlets. 
Tell me how this all came about and had you ever practiced synth therapy prior to COVID? Thank you for that great question. It's, it's really so interesting how it happened. So I've just written my book and the book is The Power of Perfume, yeah. How to Choose It, Wear It and Enjoy It. And I, it, it was published in March. And so NBC wanted to do a story about the book and me and so on. And the day before the interview, they called and they said, Sue, have you ever helped anybody who's lost their sense of smell through COVID, a long hauler? I didn't even know what the long hauler meant. So I said, well, I, I don't know, but you can try. And so they brought in somebody who had not been able to smell for 13 months. Wow. And um, I took her on my regular fragrance journey. I showed her all my blends and I explained to her, you know, how different aromas gave you a different feeling. And she was, she didn't really know what they were, but she, at one point after about the 13th one, she said, I'm smelling something and it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Oh she my said, God. I'm smelling something for the first time in 13 months and she cried and it was very emotional. I want to cry. And I teared up and so mm -hmm. did the camera Thank crew. You. And that then went viral that night and uh, everybody saw it the next day. And that, that's when I got all those calls from Inside Edition and Reuters and ABC and NBC and CBS and Good Morning America and so on. So it's been an amazing journey in the last three or four months to help people who've actually lost their sense of smell through COVID. But interestingly enough, people with anosmia, um, or should I say anosmia, which is the loss of smell, has been going on for centuries. It's not just because of COVID. The only thing that COVID has done is accelerated awareness of it. But you know, if you lose your sense of smell, it's either through a virus or a car accident or pneumonia or some kind of shock to the system and it shuts everything down. And so what I've been doing is trying to help people regain and rediscover their sense of smell. Well, I wish I had known you when I went through my loss of smell when I had COVID a few weeks ago, but I'm glad to have met you now, so. <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing the scent therapy, do you use the same scents for everyone or is it individual based? No, actually, I use the same sense for everybody. Um, so what I did was when I started my own business, um, after I left Tiffany and I started consulting, um, I started thinking about customization. And I developed these 18 different perfumes, which are really, I think, quite beautiful. They're very high quality. And that's what I use when I do my fragrance journey with my clients. And so you know, I, I, I use the same fragrances with my COVID um, uh, clients. And because they're so complex, they're not single notes. It's not a single note of an orange or a lemon or a coffee or a eucalyptus. They are complex blends. And so, number one, I have to engage their brain to make them, number one, can they smell something? If they can smell something, can they possibly identify what it is? And if they can identify it, then I say, well, is it pleasing? Is it something you would wear? Is it something you would eat? Is it something for men or women? What, what family does it belong to? So I start to engage with their brain and see if they can possibly kind of weave their way into understanding what they're smelling. And what is the average time? Or is that really hard to determine if we want to regain their sense of smell? You know, some people say they get it back after three weeks. Some people after a month. Some people never get it back. Uh, the long haulers are the ones who 
basically haven't been able to smell for six months to a year or more. And it's devastating. People are devastated, JJ. I will tell you honestly that people feel totally depressed. Some people can't taste, so they can't smell, they can't taste. So some people eat so much so that they can see if they can taste. Of course, they put on weight. Some people have no desire to eat at all, so they lose weight. The people who generally have lost their sense of smell and who've lost their sense of taste are very, they're not functioning at a high level. They're depressed, they're sad, um, and it's devastating. You know, I tell my clients, nobody ever teaches us how to smell. From the second we're born, we smell. It's an automatic response. So you go through your life, you know, smelling, smelling things, outdoors, indoors, food. Uh, yes, it smells good or something smells bad. You say, oh, it doesn't smell so good. But you don't think about it. And then suddenly you lose your sense of smell and suddenly everything changes. People get really, really upset and depressed. So I try and teach them how to regain their sense of smell and how to smell with their brain and to train the brain. How much of an impact does a client's attitude have on their results from scent therapy? That is a great question. Oh my goodness. Um, you must be reading my brain. You must be reading my brain. <laughs> so, um, I've had about 65 or 75 people that I've helped. Wow. Three people I wasn't able to help. And two of them were as a result of people's brain not really concentrating. One guy came in to meet with me. He, he was very macho man, Mr. Macho Man. He didn't wear a mask. He was very challenging. He said, okay, what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go. Let's, I don't have much time. Let's get it going. And it was like he was challenging me to wave the magic wand so he would smell again. He didn't want to really concentrate and, and sit down and focus and, and be aware. And so it didn't work. And the other gentleman came in. He came in with his girlfriend. And every time he would smell the blotter strip, he would look at her, would look at her. And so he was concentrating on her rather than focusing on connecting the vibrations between the olfactory bulb and the limbic system. So it was really interesting. Um, I said to him, why don't you come back next time without the girlfriend? <laughs> um, and the third guy, sadly, he had had brain cancer and he had radiation. So the radiation basically literally fried his brain cells and unfortunately he couldn't work but everybody else I've had really tremendous results. How long have you been um, practicing scent therapy? Well literally since March because that was when NBC brought the lady in so just through my end of March so just four, four months. Wow and you've gotten so much press that's that's awesome after someone you know is able to smell again are they just elated and emotional like is that the typical response when people regain their sense of smell you know it's 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 a combination of all of them it's elation and then i ask them to i think i create a fragrance for them and they name it one is you know hopeful one is awakening one is you know restoration so they get very very emotional many of them actually cry i've had men cry when they can smell it's a relief it's almost like oh, i can smell and all the tension and all the, the the anxiety just goes away and it results in a in a tearful response and they get very emotional uh, and then they get very very happy so it's it's very much um you know if you think about your senses 
our, our most our strongest sense is our sense of sight. Our most powerful is our sense of smell. And it's the one sense that triggers memory and emotion. And that is why it's such an emotional happening when people can smell again after they haven't been able to smell for months. That's beautiful. What would you say has been your greatest accomplishment as a fragrance expert? I think a few things, you know, just, just being able to create brands from companies like Tiffany and Burberry, you know, taking iconic brands that are hundreds of years old. You know, Tiffany, when I did it, was 150 years old. Wow. And Burberry's too. <gasps> taking that, that brand and that brand ethos and, and putting it into a fragrance in a bottle and, and harnessing all the attributes that the brand represents. So that was pretty amazing. I love doing that. Uh, for Tiffany and for Burberry. I think also creating custom fragrances for thousands and thousands of people over the years. Um, when I left Tiffany to have my daughter, that's when I started the custom fragrance business. So I've been really doing custom fragrances for many, many years and have met with many, many top celebrities and done corporate events. So, you know, that's the third thing, making people really happy with their own custom fragrance and then of course helping people with COVID. So it's not just one thing, it's several things. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we come to a close? Oh, just how did you like your perfume? I videotaped my first spray of it in my reaction. So let's okay. take a look. So my wonderful guest, scent designer extraordinaire and scent whisperer, Sue Phillips was so kind and customized a scent just for me. Based on the results from my scent personality quiz that I took on her website, centerprizes.com. Now, I haven't sprayed it, so this is the very first time. I've sniffed it, but I haven't sprayed it. But before we get into the spraying, let's get into this packaging right here. How adorable is this satchel? It is so cute. Now let's get into what's inside of the satchel. <gasps> yes, a white feather. So tantalizing. Mm. And a formula card. Yes, which has created by, and then my name, the scent name that I gave it, the formula itself, and the date. And on the front of the card is Sue's name. Let's not forget it. And now, what we've been waiting for. Drum roll, please. Bam! Look at how cute this is. I cannot wait to spray this. Okay, so the cool thing about this is you twist it. And then here we are, the spray part. Now, mm, it smells good already. So I can only imagine what it's going to smell like on my skin. Are we guys, are you ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? Okay, here we go. Nope. Okay, are we ready? <laughs> okay, let me stop playing around. All right, here we are. 
sprayed quite a bit, so it's gonna take a moment to dry. Okay, let me dab. I don't know if this is the proper way of doing this, so Sue, you're gonna have to school us on this. The proper way of putting on perfume. <laughs> this is how I do it, but I don't know if this is right. Okay, let me just kinda dry it a little more. It feels a little damp still. Okay, now time to inhale. Mmm. Mmm. It smells so lovely. It's so like soft. It's not overpowering. It's not too sweet. It's like perfect for me because I don't like things that are like too sweet, too overpowering. And this is just so, mm, so soft and so feminine. So it's so, it so fits me. So I'm thrilled about it. It smells terrific. Oh my gosh. You guys go take your scent personality quiz on centerprizes.com and have Sue customize a scent for you because this is amazing. And it's so me. Thank you so much, Sue. Oh gosh, what a lovely, uh, what a lovely reveal that was. Thank you for doing that. It, it was perfect. So thank you again for that. Please share your social media handles and how one may contact you. Yes, so this has been so lovely. Thank you so much. I really love talking to you. Uh, so people can find me at my website, as you mentioned, centerprises.com and also suephillips.com with two L's, sue at suephillips.com. And then uh, Instagram is sentfully sue, sentfully sue, S-C-E-N-T-F-U-L-L-Y, sentfully sue, centerprises and the real Sue Phillips. I have several. <laughs> and do you want to mention your clubhouse? And Clubhouse, yes. So I have, um, I actually realized that I have the largest number of members on my perfume clubs. Mine is the power of perfume. I have almost a thousand members between members and followers. And my name on Clubhouse is Sentfully Sue. And you can find me on Clubhouse at the power of perfume. And let me tell you, her rooms are very interesting. We do uh, Fragrant Fridays, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and Sensual Sundays, at Sundays at 1.30. And I have people from all over the world coming in, from England, from Cyprus, from uh, uh, Italy, and China, and Hong Kong, and just South Africa, all over the show. So it's really fun. And where can they get your book, The Power of Perfume? On Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. It's on Amazon.com and Barnes and & Noble, The Power of Perfume. Excellent. Thank you so much again, Sue. Thank you so much. Lovely to see you, Jermaine. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for putting such a great uh, presentation together. I appreciate it and enjoy it with you. I learned so much about you and the beautiful work you're putting in to help so many regain their sense of smell. So continue success to you on that journey and your many other endeavors. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Mocha Latte After Dark. I am your host, JJ Fitzgerald, and as always, be true.